Hello everyone. It is Sunday, July 3rd here in the Philippines. My name is Tom Kuntz and this is episode 23 of my Snutcast. Today I want to talk about rescue, but not in the traditional sense. So with that, let's get started. There have been many references to rescuing others in the church, driven primarily by President Thomas S. Monson's plea to reach out and rescue those who have lost their way. So while rescuing others has been the focus of the church for the past few years, today I want to talk about a different rescue. I want to talk about rescuing ourselves. Let me share with you two dramatic examples of self-rescue. The first involves a man named Al Hill from Iowa Hill, California. Here is a brief description of his event as reported by the Associated Press on Thursday, June 7, 2007. Quote, Alone in the woods with his left leg pinned beneath a fallen tree for 11 hours, a 66-year-old man used pocket knives to cut off his limb below the knee to free himself, a neighbor and authority said. Al Hill had been cutting trees last Friday when one fell on him. After freeing himself, he cried out for help, and a neighbor passing through this sparsely populated area heard him. Eric Buki, the neighbor, then hiked nearly two miles to get a cellular signal and placed an emergency call to the town's all-volunteer fire department about 7.30 p.m., Fire Chief Luana Dowling told the Associated Press. Hill was eventually airlifted by helicopter to a hospital where he underwent amputation surgery. Dowling said, he's a pretty remarkable man. End quote. The second story is more well known, primarily because a movie was made of the event. It is the story of Aaron Ralston, and the movie of his experience was titled 127 Hours. In 2003, Aaron Ralston was hiking in a remote slot canyon in Blue John Canyon in southeastern Utah. As he was climbing down the narrow passage, he slipped and fell, knocking loose an 800-pound boulder that pinned his right arm against the narrow canyon's wall. After five lonely days of struggle to free himself, Ralston finally realized he could use torque to break his arm bones and then cut through the flesh with the dull knife blade on his multi-tool. Once through the flesh, muscles, and tendons, he found only the nerves remaining to be cut in order to be free. Summoning all of the courage he could muster, he used the dull knife to first stretch and then cut through the nerves. He then wrapped the arm to stop the bleeding, climbed 65 feet out of the canyon, and hiked seven miles before being rescued. Well, while not quite so physically dramatic as Al's and Aaron's experiences, there are some profound examples in the scriptures of self-rescue as well, all of which required a choice to be made. The rescue of Saul and Alma the Younger both started with a surprise visit from a heavenly messenger. Both then had to make a decision about their future course of action. Fortunately, both ended up dedicating the rest of their lives to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and bringing others into the church of God. Another example of scriptural self-rescues are those of King Lamoni and his father. Both of them had to decide to give away their sins and not only change themselves, but also to be an example for the people they governed. The results were absolutely amazing. Joseph Smith is also an example of this principle. He was relentless in his pursuit of truth. 
The Spirit kept prompting him to seek for truth and to come to know for himself. The result of his rescue was, well, not only profound to him, but it has changed the world. One last example worth mentioning is that of the ten lepers. From Luke 17, we read, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, shew yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. In this example, these lepers sought out Jesus and asked him for mercy. As they obeyed, they were blessed and were healed. So what is the common theme among all of these examples? For me, it is desire. The desire to act, the desire to obey, the desire to change, the desire to rescue ourselves. You see, at the end of the day, I think there's only one question we have to ask ourselves, and it is simply this, what do we want? This is a question that we can learn about in the temple, and it is essentially the same question that Jesus asked John when he said, John, my beloved, what desires thou? The same question was asked of Nephi by the Spirit in chapter 11 of 1 Nephi. And the Spirit said unto me, Behold, what desirest thou? While a freshman at BYU in 1975, my parents let me drive my car down from Idaho so I would have transportation. It was a 1966 Plymouth Belvedere with 155,000 miles on it, so it wasn't that exciting, but I did appreciate having a car. I vividly remembering one Saturday morning thinking that I could go anywhere I wanted to go without telling anyone. I was absolutely free. And then I realized I really didn't want to go anywhere. I had responsibilities and commitments that I wanted to keep and fulfill. And in that moment, I made a decision about the boundaries I would set for myself the rest of my life. So this is ultimately the question we must ask ourselves. What do we want? What do we desire? Elder Maxwell said this about desire, Whether in their conception or expression, our desires profoundly affect the use of our moral agency. Desires thus become real determinants, even when with pitiful naivety, we do not really want the consequences of our desires. In other words, we will receive the consequences of our desires whether we consciously choose them or we allow our desires to unconsciously flow with the current around us. In other words, we can choose a direction, but we don't get to choose the consequences. So what if we're struggling to have enough desire to rescue ourselves from wherever we are in life to wherever it is we want to be? Elder Oaks, in his April 2011 conference address titled Desire, gives us two very simple suggestions. First, he says we should deliberately decide what we want. Perhaps one of the first things we can do is to decide to accept the invitation in the scriptures to sanctify ourselves. To do this, we have to decide to decide. President Harold B. Lee once explained that you can replace the words sanctify yourself with the phrase keep my commandments. So decision that we are making is that we want to start to keep the commandments of God better than we have done in the past. The second thing Elder Oaks mentioned is to ask Heavenly Father to help us with our feelings. 
He then went on to quote Moroni 7.48 from the Book of Mormon that teaches us that we should, quote, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart that we may be filled with this love which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, end quote. How wonderful to know that Heavenly Father can actually help us change the way we feel. I want, however, to add a third way that we can create desire in our life. And that is to start reading the Book of Mormon every single day. In Lehi's vision of the Tree of Life, we learn that there were three groups that made their way to the Tree of Life. The first group did not use the iron rod and were lost in the midst of darkness before even arriving at the tree. The second group recorded in 1 Nephi 8.24 came forth and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron, and they did press forward through the midst of darkness, clinging to the rod of iron. And after they did partake of the fruit of the tree, they did cast their eyes about as if they were ashamed and fell away into forbidden paths. In verse 30, Lehi saw a third group pressing forward. And they came and caught hold of the end of the rod of iron, and they did press their way forward continually holding fast to the rod of iron until they came forth and fell down and partook of the fruit of the tree. This group did not fall away. Note the difference in these two groups. Elder Bednar suggests that the second group may only have periodically read or studied or searched the scriptures. Occasional bursts of study or irregularly dipping rather than consistent immersion in the word of God. With the third group, however, he suggests that it was perhaps the spiritual strength and the nourishment provided by continually feasting upon the word of Christ that enabled that group not to heed the scorning and mocking of those in the great and spacious building. So why is developing righteous desire so important? I think Elder Maxwell says it best. Quote, Therefore, what we insistently desire over time is what we will eventually become and what we will receive in eternity, end quote. So let me summarize. Rescuing ourselves is about having the desire to change. We can create this desire by making a decision to keep the commandments and by praying for Heavenly Father to change our hearts. A good way to help us on this journey is to hold fast to the Word of God by reading and studying the Book of Mormon every single day. Rescue denotes moving away from danger and into safety. And I know there is safety in the kingdom of God as a member of his church and with full access to all of the priesthood ordinances, blessings, and covenants. I want to close today by sharing a scripture and an inspiring quote from the movie Shenandoah. First, the scripture, which is found in 3 Nephi 9.14. This is the blessing for those who choose to rescue themselves. Yea, verily I say unto you, If ye will come unto me, ye shall have eternal life. Behold, mine arm of mercy is extended towards you, and whosoever will come, him will I receive. And blessed are those who come unto me. And second, the quote from the movie. And if we don't try, we don't do. And if we don't do, then why are we here? That concludes episode 23 of my Znutcast. I hope it has caused all of us to pause and ponder about what we might do to rescue ourselves from where we are today to where we want to be in the future. Until next week, 
keep the faith.